Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hi, guys. We are back for another fun interview. I like how we're kind of throwing in some just random interviews this summer, doing some of our little one-offs. But we have our friend Hannah here with us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We are so excited for you to join us today. We had some conversations earlier this summer, guys, if you listened at all, about eating and body image. And honestly, Hannah has been a fan of going there for a while now. And so we connected with her and it was really fun to get to know her. And after we released previous episodes about eating habits, we got some more just feedback from you guys that we wanted to kind of dive deeper into this topic. And so we are going to be talking about body image today with Hannah. So, but why don't we, even before we dive into that, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about yourself? What does life look like for you? What's your education and what, yeah, just talk to us about what life looks like. Sure. Well, I'm so happy to be here with you guys because I feel like normally I'm taking you on a walk (laughs) with my dog, with you guys in my ear. And so it's fun to actually get to be here. The other day I texted a girl and asked if she wanted to get coffee and she's like, I'm having a weird moment because I saw your name pop up on the screen, but I'm listening to your voice right now. <laughs> like, oh, that You're is so kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, I'm Hannah and I'll start off by talking about my family first. I've been married to my husband, Garrett, for about 14 years. We've got three kids, all girls, that keep us really, really busy. I am a registered dietitian. I'm a retired personal trainer, too. So I've been in the health field, the nutrition and fitness field for probably 15 years or so. And I have my own business. I do nutrition coaching. And I actually also do a meal plan subscription service, which wasn't part of my original plan. But the more I coached, especially moms, the more I realized how stressful the evening meal is. And you guys know, you guys have little kids. When you're trying to eat healthy and you have picky eaters, it can be really overwhelming to know what to make. And so I have like a dinner meal subscription service I do with that too. So yeah, I get to work with all kinds of people and it's just, it's a lot of fun to, I feel like nutrition affects everybody. And so, and everybody has different needs and yeah, so that's a little bit how I spend my days. And then the evenings, of course, I'm running those kids around to practice. (laughs) All things. Yeah, I love that because obviously how you have gone through all of that training of yours has developed over time and now you being a mom. And so you've morphed and changed with that. And I love that because it looks different in like different seasons for sure. But talk to us about body image. Obviously, we see that, I mean, we are all women here on this conversation and body image is a big topic that a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about sometimes. But talk to us about that. You know, it's something generation to generation. We all grew up with parents probably who diet culture, wanting to stay healthy and fit. Talk to us about why do you feel like this is just such a struggle for women and what's that looked like in your life yes. specifically? Well, I love that you guys are talking about this first of all, because I would say for the most part, we think of women when we think of body image and so many women struggle with body image issues, but it really does affect everyone. I mean, I've worked with males that have issues with body image and kids. Oh my gosh, kids too. And I think it's such a big deal because bodies are like, it's in our face 24 seven. You can't hop in the car and not hear a commercial for a supplement store saying, hey, come get these fat burners. And, you know, it's just always there. And then of course, social media too. Now TikTok, it's constantly like, try mm-hmm. this low calorie yes. version of like this or that. And yes. like, buy this corset. It'll make your waist tiny. Yes. Yes. I've seen that. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's everything out yes. there. But, you know, I really think that it's something that 
we deal with at, at starting at such a young age, too. You know, one of the jobs that I worked, I worked in a children's hospital for about eight years. And the number of kids who start having body image issues, it's really sad. Like, you don't think that it probably starts that young. And for some people, it doesn't. But a lot of those kids, you know, they hear parents talking about dieting or wanting to lose weight or now, too, I feel like kids are online so much earlier and they see stuff. And But I think for women, we have that, you know, that desire to want to look good. And then even things as you get older and having kids and your body changes and now we're faced with, oh, my gosh, I'm older now. Like, what's my body doing? And it's just it's everywhere. So I think everybody just it's in your face all the time and everyone's always evaluating, you know, how how they should look or what they should be doing to look their best. Yeah. And because we live in a world that is sinful and we'll talk more about kind of like how the Bible and just like our faith comes into our body image in a little bit. But it is kind of like, well, we have this reality to know our bodies are never going to be perfect, whether that's our physical health or our appearance, outwardly what people see. But it's really hard I guess it's really easy to kind of apply that to other things in our life. Maybe if it's our mental health or maybe things we struggle with, it's like, well, yeah, I can have grace for myself because I know I'm never going to be perfect in the way that I speak to my spouse or, you know, great in friendships in this way. But it's with our body. For some reason, we forget that it's like, yeah, our bodies aren't supposed to be perfect, but we apply this perfection mold, perfectionistic mold to ourselves, even though we know deep down it's not even ever going to be that way. So it's kind of odd to me. Yeah, it really is. That is so weird because I think even like growing up in a household that as going to church and growing up, you know, we're taught that obviously we're created by God with purpose and design. And so he made our bodies for good things. And so we all know that all of us sitting in this room, we've read all the verses of just what intention we're created with. But somehow we lose that in our minds when thinking through like our bodies were made for good. But then how do we not obsess over that? So like, how do you hold that tension, Hannah? Like, how do you talk to people about that of like God made my body for good. I need to keep it healthy. I need to keep it strong. But then what does that look like to not obsess over that? Yeah. I think so many people separate out your inside and your outside. You know, there's this, okay, well, I've got my my inside, my heart and everything, but then I've got my outside and that's totally different. And you kind of almost separate this, your outward appearance and your inward appearance. And it's really shouldn't be that way. You know, we're focused on on the look and not what we're made to do and the the purpose of what we're made to do. And I think like I even think too, this doesn't even really have anything to do. Well, kind of, but not like with women, but you know, you think about even when Samuel's out looking for the for a king and you remember the scripture of God saying, Oh, I'm looking in at the heart and not the size, like not the person. And so I think encouraging ourselves to come back to that and remember that what our outside is looking like and this goal that we might have that we're trying to get to isn't really the point. It's, your, it's not the <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. It's not the point. And and really, I mean maybe I'm going off on a tangent here, but you can no, really you can really look at with body image, I feel like in some ways we're doing a lot better. I feel like a lot of companies and like athletic wear, you know, are showing all different body sizes and things like that. So I feel like in some ways it's getting better. But now you almost see this extreme too, where it's like, eat whatever you want and celebrate your body. But that might not be 
taking care of it either. Yes, that's a good point. I I was listening to something the other day and it was just talking about how nowadays it's really, really looked down upon or almost like considered toxic if you talk about being on a diet and like toxic diet culture. And granted, there are so many habits. And I think this plays a lot into our conversation with our friend who talked about intuitive eating. Obviously, there are people that so struggle with food that I understand why any kind of diet or restriction could feel really scary or just kind of like a bad path for them to be on. But it's also like there are times when we need to like pull back. I mean, that's part of discipline too in our bodies. And you can't just go crazy all the time and feel your best and that you can't like look your best if that's, you know, I know we're talking about body image, but you do like want to feel good. I don't know. My husband always says when you feel good, you look good. When you look good, you feel good. And it is kind of true. It's like, it's not necessarily about what it looks like on the outside, but when you're feeling really healthy and you have the most energy that your body can have, it's like you feel your best. And so there has to be restrictions sometimes too. Yeah. And we just see these big extremes, even, I mean, even in the nutrition world, like there are other dietitians out there that will get into heated conversation because we've got this really big pull for like a health at every size. And that's absolutely true. You cannot judge someone's health off their size at all. And so there's really, you know, when I think about like, oh, your ideal body weight or what a doctor tells you you should weigh, I don't really believe that because I think you you know and you're made up differently. God makes all of us different. And some of us have more muscle mass and some don't and some are more petite and some aren't. But then, you know, you also have this other pull where I think a lot of people fall when they have this negative body image of restrict, restrict, restrict. I'm just not going to eat. I'm going to starve myself. Well, that is also not treating your body well either. I mean, you're not nourishing it. If you're not nourishing it well, you can't, you know, you can't go out and do all the good things. And so, you know, it's really this middle ground that I try to teach, but really where everyone should be. Because, Samantha, like you said, I mean, you know, there is a point where you do need to pay attention and make sure you're you're having the healthy things, too. So that's where I think that this whole topic can get a little hard because, you know, it's kind of this gray middle ground area and this balance between taking care of yourself but also not knowing that your idea of what your perfect body would look like may not be how God made your body to mm-hmm. look, you know? Yeah. I love that we're just like recognizing the tension between those two because that is just what it is. There's a tension between staying fit and keeping mindful of like God created this to be a good thing and we should be taking care of these bodies that he created us as like temples for him, for his good works. But then how do we not obsess with that? I'm so curious. You obviously have three girls. How do you talk to your children about this? And then even in your coaching business, like how do you coach people about this though? Like, oh, how I do you talk about that tension. I love this question because like I tell my friends all the time, if I can just get my daughters through, if they can just get into adulthood and love their bodies and know how nutrition works and and have a good relationship with their bodies, like my job will be done. <laughs> but yeah, it is, you know, it can be challenging. And I think that's where a lot of body image issues start. Luckily for me growing up, my mom, I never remember her talking bad about her body. And she didn't have the healthiest diet. She wasn't super active, but you know, she was bad. She was busy, but she never, she never commented on those things. And she never commented for sure, never commented on my body. And so it really wasn't even until I got to college that I realized, oh, now some of my friends in college are doing diets or and some of these things. And so I think about that a lot with my own kids. And even though I know it affects boys and girls, I think girls are just a little bit more prone. And then my daughters also do competitive gymnastics, competitive cheer. 
And we know, you know, when you're in a skin tight leotard, I mean, you are just out there for everyone to see. And I think, like I'd mentioned before, I think that we're doing a better job. Like, and you can even see in sports these days, gymnasts have muscle. Like they're not these like 80 pound sticks anymore. Like they have muscle and cheerleaders have muscle and, you know, all sports. And so with my girls, I've just started at a very young age talking about food as fuel, like yes, we will go get ice cream after practice. Or yes, you can have those Oreos or you can have a root beer if you want, whatever. But those aren't going to fuel you well, you know, before. And and even outside of sports, if you have kids, if you're listening and you have kids that aren't in sports yet, even just talking about, you know, this fruit is really great for us. Like it gives us good energy. And, you know, these veggies have lots of good nutrients in it that are going to help us to stay healthy. Or, you know, talking about the protein and how this gives us muscles and desserts are great. They're so delicious. And, you know, we should get to enjoy a little bit of it, but too much isn't going to make our bodies feel very good. And so I think when you can approach it like that and talk to your kids in that conversation, like even at mealtimes, you know, sitting down to talk about, oh, this, you know, let's talk about why these strawberries are important and, and making it just more of an educational thing. I don't know. I have found even with my kids, you know, my oldest is 11 and she'll say, oh, I really want one of those cinnamon rolls, but I've got practice. Will you save one for me for after oh, I'm cool. going to have this? And and it's not that she's not eating. I mean, she goes and she gets her Nutella toast and she'll get some fruit and she gets her stuff. And, you know, but she just already can recognize, you know, yeah. those things. So, gosh, I have so many questions for you. I want to like keep diving <laughs> into all these things because I'm like, that's so interesting to me because I have children now they're, you know, almost four and two. And I'm like, even now, I mean, my son's in the stage of like repeating everything I say. And so even in the smallest ways, I will walk out and I'm like, I'll ask my husband, like, Andrew, does this make me like look fat? And I'm like, wait, why no. am I asking that? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so dumb. But then I'm listening, like I'm hearing him or I'm like watching him listen to me. And I'm like, wait, why am I saying that in front of him? And like, we talk a lot about food. Like I have two, I, I grew up in the home where, yeah, food is fuel. And that has been so helpful for me. But I have for sure had seasons. And so I think it's just so hard to like, yeah, teach your children those things and mold their minds in that way. But then also like recognize like that cinnamon roll is not going to help you before practice, yeah. but it's okay to have it afterwards. Yeah, it's not and, like, bad. Yeah, it's just so hard though. And it's like, you have to be so specific and thoughtful about what you're saying all the time. You yeah. do. It's you so do. hard. And yeah. we even like, and I remember talking to Garrett, my husband early on, I was like, look, because he's very health conscious too. And you know, one time he said, hey, do you know how many calories this has in it? And you just, cur- you know, just out of curiosity. And one of my kids is like, what's a calorie? And I like looked at him like, and then I heard in our home. Yeah. <laughs> and then I turned and I said, well, and I gave the scientific, you know, this is how much energy it takes to burn. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at me like, you are go, you mom. kidding me? Yeah. She's five. But, yeah. you know, just I was just like, oh, a calorie is mm-hmm. the energy. Mm-hmm. Like all food has energy in it. Mm-hmm. And so you know, kind of giving it more so that explanation, because you're right, like the things we say in front of our kids, they pick up on those things, you know, and yeah, I do think it is. I also grew up in a household where I never remember my mom saying like, I feel fat or I, I remember her like saying, oh, I want my clothes to fit and feel really good. And so I would see her kind of cut back after a vacation or whatever. But I feel the same way. I It's not something I really realized until I got to college where I heard girls tell me, oh, my mom controlled every single thing I ate in high school. I mean, I knew a girl who her mom truly would text her at school in high school and be like, what are you having for lunch? Wow. I mean, just like 
I was shocked by it, but now I'm realizing like it's really not that shocking because if we're just like passing on these unhealthy things that obviously stem from her mom having really unhealthy views and relationships with food. And so, of course, that's going to be passed on. But it's interesting because my husband is the same way. He's super health conscious. So I'm constantly like, hey, for you to throw out, you know, oh, I'm feeling so fat from all the ice cream I've eaten. It's like that just we know you're joking. But like to her, she's going to start associating like, oh, if I eat a lot of ice cream, am I going to be fat? Just this like weird connotation. And so I don't know, with my four-year-old, we have something going on right now. We were at Sam's and saw this giant box of like, you know, the mini muffins, like the chocolate mini muffins. Emerson loves her Mm -hmm. mini muffins. So she had never, like I had muffins are her favorite food. So I would always buy just like more from a bakery and they would be a treat kind of like, you know, we're not just eating those for breakfast, but maybe after breakfast, okay, you can have one if you ate like your fruit or whatever. Well, we got these mini muffins and it's this giant box with like 50 bags I know the exact box you're talking about and I'm like why did I I didn't want to go through the battle in Sam's and I also didn't want to be like we don't eat things like that in our home because it's super processed and like I would never normally buy them so I was like yeah sure we can bring the mini muffins home so we have all these mini muffins and it's become a daily battle because I had told her from the beginning you can have one bag a day well of course she eats one bag and like I'll give it to her it's like three tiny mini muffins like it's really not that many and so we have had to like really battle and me just having to explain to her it's like I'm not trying to like forbid you for having something that you like but you know what it feels like when your stomach hurts after something and then you can't go play outside with your friends or you're not going to feel good at tennis or when you go to swim lessons this afternoon and so it's just funny because I'm like seeing that right now we're down to two bags of muffins and this morning she asked me for a bag like the fight is almost over it's almost over she at yeah she was like okay so um, no please don't (laughs) she went into the pantry and she wanted a bag and then I think she saw that there were only two and she's like I'm gonna save it for later and I'm like see that's smart like you're saving it whereas my husband was kind of like just let her eat six bags and then her stomach will hurt and I'm like no because knowing her it probably wouldn't and then it's just like I can eat as many muffins as I want anyways I'm seeing that so tangibly and it is so interesting how you kind of have to catch yourself as you're talking about it because you're like we have all these unhealthy things that are floating around in our head so you kind of have to filter through what you're going to teach and pass on and I just think we have so much more awareness of speaking about it in a healthy way versus the way that our parents probably didn't and so I think we're like like you said it's getting better yes well and for sure and you think about when we were growing up it was such a oh at least I feel like it was such a low-fat world and like fat oh fat and it makes you fat makes you fat and all this thing and now we know with research that's not necessarily true there are some healthier fats than others but they are very they can be very beneficial and so it is nice that we have that now but just like you told your daughter you know if you eat too many of these it's not going to make you feel very good I mean those are the kinds of things that's how kids understand rather than you know saying things like oh you have too many that's more than you need yeah yeah you know yeah yeah if I can ask you a personal question if you're up for it. I want to talk to you because you mentioned earlier about just like having children and your body changing from that and just getting older and your body changing from that. Walk us through like what have those seasons looked like for you? Because obviously you are in this space, you are a nutritionist and a you know personal trainer, but like what does that look like for you? Because I'm sure you probably struggle through those things and you've had thoughts or your friends have had thoughts and you guys talk about this in your community, but like what does that like Walk us through, like, what's your brain, you know, what are you thinking through? What are you feeling in those seasons that you're like, I don't feel my best physically or I don't like what my body looks like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, I feel like I never, like, growing up and even, like, when I got married, I really never 
had, I mean, I'm sure I probably had some thoughts that I just have forgotten because mom brain, but, you know, like I don't remember having thoughts of like negative body image thoughts to myself until really I had kids. And even though I would still say I have a, you know, a fairly good body image, there are still things. I mean, things don't look the same, you know, your skin changes and and metabolism changes. And yeah, that can really, I mean, it can be hard to work through. And I think keeping yourself grounded and knowing in your head and your heart that, you know, God also made me to have babies or, you know, that's a normal part of aging and of life and that you're going to look a little different. And that doesn't mean that you have to give up and just this is what it is. You know, I mean, it just may mean that things may feel a little harder or that, you know, you just have to be a little bit more mindful with things. But yeah, I know it affects my friends and just the women that I work with too, you know, aging and after having kids and that can really you know, it can really be a challenge. But also, I think when you can look at yourself and know, you know, like, look what I've gone through. And I've done this, like, good things have come from this. You know, you're not always going to have the body that you had when you were 22 years old, you know, (laughs) that it's changing. But yeah, I think sometimes it just takes a little bit more, I don't know, effort. mindfulness, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think body image is one of those things, too. I feel like in my life, I mean, I have like a great group of friends or my husband. There's sometimes when we've talked about this on the podcast before, but in body image specifically, sometimes I just need to say the thing out loud. Like I need to say like, you know, Andrew, I feel really fat today or like I'm just not feeling good about myself or like I hate what my body looks like post, you know, having my daughter or whatever that may be, because I need to say it out loud with safe people who people who are going to say like, Christian, no, like you look great. I understand like maybe your body doesn't feel the way you do, but like you just had a baby, you know, four months ago or whatever it may be. I think you do need to somehow find a core group of people if that's your spouse or whatever. Probably not. So you say something in front of your kids, but like find safe people to kind of say those things in front of to be like, but this is genuinely how I'm feeling. But I then can recognize like, but that's not true. And that's not really how I feel about my body. But it's just like how I'm feeling today. Yeah. Or even to kind of point you back to like, well, why are you like, are you like hyper focusing on that? Like, are you are you putting too much value in the way that your body looks or like how it looked right before your baby and like that you feel like you're going to be a happier person when you're back to some ideal? And so I think it's good to have people that can also kind of speak that hard. Like, actually, I think you're caring about that a little bit too much right now when you should just be enjoying your four month old or whatever it is. You know, I love that. I feel like there's a few things I was catching off. that. Sorry. Sorry. No. But I think when you had mentioned, you know, are you going to feel better? Like, is that what's going to make you happy? Like getting to that certain size is that are you truly going to find happiness? Like we know you're not <laughs> like you might like the way that you look a little bit better, but you're not going to find ultimate happiness from your look, you know. And so I think having yes, having friends that can be honest with you and tell you, you know, hey, <laughs> That's yeah. okay. If yeah. you want to, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll hold you accountable. With you. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. you know, pack my lunch with you and, and do these things with you. But ultimately, yeah, you're not going to find your true happiness from your size. Right, right. That's mm-hmm. good. So we're kind of, we're talking about how we're constantly inundated with just these 
messages of our body image and kind of forcing us to think about it. So what are some practical things we can do to kind of counteract that? We've kind of mentioned a few times we we know we have to be very thoughtful and mindful about it to battle it. So how can we do that practically? And then what would be some just red flags that you can start kind of self-checking and saying, oh, yeah, this is getting out of hand. I'm either over obsessing about it or I need to be realistic that I'm not feeling my best and I want to get to a place where I can. Yeah. I think red flags, one of the top ones I think about is if you're following, if you're on social media and you're following certain accounts or maybe it's a friend, I don't know, something that's making you judge yourself that much more harshly. I mean, I'm sure you guys have followed accounts that it's like, oh, gosh, oh, she's got the perfect body or why can't I? Oh, I should just do the workouts that she's doing. And let me tell you, as a dietitian, I could give... Two people, the same height, the same weight, the same age, the exact same diet, the exact same workout, and their bodies are going to look different. They're going to look different. So you cannot compare yourself to somebody that you're following online that probably has Photoshop photos. Yes. (laughs) So I would say red flags and some ways to work through that would be to, you know, just stop looking at whatever it is that's making you feel worse about yourself. I think anytime you are so ultra focused on it that you're... It almost becomes an idol, like you're like, this is what's so important and it's taking your every thought. You know, we know that's not a good place either. So I think some practical things that we can do, honestly, the biggest one is just to focus on your overall health. Stop looking at the number on the scale, because what I find is when people focus more on the action steps rather than the finish line or the action steps rather than the scale, that's really when people see their best self. And that's when, you know, that's when everything starts to click. So thinking about, am I nourishing my body well? Mm Because if I'm starving myself, I am not nourishing my body well. So really bringing it back to the healthy things. And one thing I think is so wrong with the world today, (laughs) in the nutrition world today, is that we're so focused, the nutrition world is so focused on taking things out. So it's like, cut this, cut that, cut. I mean, you see it all the time. Or there's time limits do this 30-day thing. I mean, it just kills me. I'm like, okay, and then what? Yeah. Then you're, and then you're back to then your you're old back. habits. And yeah. now you're in yep. worse shape than you were because yeah. now your head's all messed up around the space. But we're so focused about taking everything out. I think when you can focus on adding the good things yeah, in, like that. you know, mm-hmm. colorful plates, like taking it back to the easy things. Am I having a serving of fruit or vegetable each time I'm eating? Or even if you don't eat fruits and vegetables, maybe you just start by doing one a day. Like I'm going to do one serving of fruit every single day consistently because we know that habits build upon a their habits. And so, you know, starting small like that and really just treating your body well. Maybe you don't exercise and you don't feel great about your body. Maybe you start taking a walk and you do like a 20-minute walk three times a week, you know. So I think just starting small and doing things that you know are going to benefit you and help you to feel better. And I think it's good to reach out to others too, whether that's an accountability partner or a coach or somebody that you feel like could help you through that time. You know, it's that's a great place to be and to get started. And I think having having friends and cheerleaders and people there to help you rather than focusing on all these 
not so great behaviors. Unrealistic ideas. Yes. Well, yeah. someone yeah. told me one time that, and I think it was like a fellow dietitian or trainer, they were like, you know, I hear people all the time that are just like, okay, maybe it's at New Year's or after a vacation or when they're just like fed up with the way that they've been living. It's like, I'm going all in on, I know I've personally done like multiple rounds of the Whole30 kind of diet or it's like you go so extreme where this person was saying, I challenge clients of mine, they have to drink a certain amount of water for a month and they have to like hit that goal most every day before they could like move on to the next thing because if you're not serious enough to like kind of do those small steps then you're probably going to fail with jumping all into like this extreme kind of thing or maybe you do do this extreme thing like we were saying for the month but then it's not sustainable because that's not kind of a lifelong change in that way yeah I loved what you said though is like maybe you're in better like physical shape but like mentally you're totally messed up in this space now of like yeah that extreme behavior is not sustainable long term and like you're actually doing more harm than like help in like your mind and what you now are thinking about that space oh i've I've seen people come to me with new eating disorders because they don't know Mm -hmm. how to eat anymore because they've done things that are so restrictive you know and they've taken all of these things out so yes like you're talking about the person you're talking about like yes yes these small you know small steps that you can start and and then you can build upon them that are just, I mean, they're natural things, you know, mm-hmm. drinking more water, eating more fruits yeah. and vegetables, trying to eat more foods that are, you know, in their natural state. But also knowing, yeah, you might have a package of mini muffins mm-hmm. here and there. You yeah. might have, you know, like some wild berry skittles. Being able yes. to have this balance. And we talked about this again in the intu- intuitive eating that we all like we I know Chris and I like we love food like we have we're in a fun supper club with some friends we like I look at my week and I'm like oh are we getting together with dinner with anyone like I just love the idea of like sitting across the table maybe having a glass of wine and just like getting to interact with people that way so it's like when you can find freedom in these areas you can enjoy food the way it was meant to be enjoyed and not have to have so much mental space taking up you know with thinking about mm-hmm. food all the time so yeah. and I loved what you said about adding in like what can I add in and not take away I think that's again like a very tangible like no let's switch our mindset yes. in this way because I'm going to so tell you things. when you take that when you start taking your favorites out you will never stick to it mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so true like yeah. I will never have a life where mm-hmm. I don't have pizza and yeah. Nutella and the things that yeah. I like yes. I won't you yeah. know there that's you go. true yeah. that's amazing well we appreciate this conversation and before we go we want to hear well one thing we were going to ask, we've been asking everyone what, like, one thing on their summer bucket list is. But I also want to ask you, what's your favorite, like, summer go-to meal that you're just like, I crave that more in the summer. I've been making it all summer long. What is that for you? Okay. So favorite summer meal. I tend to do a little easier, I would say, mm-hmm. in the summer just because it feels like, you know, you come in later. I don't know. It's yeah. just also a little different. I yeah. don't oh, have yeah. as much energy all day after the heat. That affects yes. me, I think. Well, there's two go-tos. Actually, I made one last night, but I love to do, it's called salsa fresca chicken. And you just take a chicken breast, you do salt, pepper, garlic powder, and cumin, and you sprinkle that on top. You sprinkle pico de gallo on top, and you just buy it prepackaged. Yeah. And then a little Monterey Jack cheese on top. Bake it. I think it's like 375 for 30 minutes. So good. It so tastes easy. so summery. Yeah. Like, yeah. The tomatoes and the onion and everything, and the, you know, everything Fresh. in the pico de gallo. Yeah. So yeah. good. So I love that. We also like super easy. People are listening are probably like, you're a dietitian. Mm-hmm. Like, but we do like uh, lightly breaded chicken tenders, frozen chicken tenders, like on those late nights where we might be at the pool or just running around and we'll put those in the air fryer, throw them on a salad, throw them in a wrap. So and the good kids on a salad. Like them. Mm-hmm. The yeah. But you can put like, I'll sprinkle some buffalo sauce on it. So that's a really easy, that's been one of my easy summer go-tos. My mouth's kind of watering. Yeah, those yeah. are good. I <laughs> like, love yeah. buffalo sauce. So. Yeah. Oh, and then also, I feel like I heard you guys say on a podcast, you're in a Greek 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Mediterranean bowls are Mediterranean like our bowls. Bowls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a Greek chicken wrap for Ooh. you guys, too. Ooh. I'll have to share. Yeah, it's pretty share good. that. Okay. Maybe we can yeah. share one of your recipes with our followers yeah. when, you're, when this episode comes out. Yes. And then what's something on your summer bucket list? Oh, this is fun. I love a list and I love a challenge. <laughs> and so this summer, actually, I'm trying to go through and watch movies, old movies that I've never seen, like oh, classic that. movies that I've never seen. And I thought I was really, I thought I'd seen a lot, but... When it came down to it, there's several I hadn't. And so it really started when the new Top Gun movie came out. Yes, yeah. so good. I realized. Have I'm, you seen it yet, Christian? No, I've not. It oh, is I worth need your, to go it's see it. so good. It's I just such a feel-good movie. It is a feel-good movie. such a feel-good yeah. movie. So anyway, but it kind of like a big group of our friends were going to go see it when it came out. And I realized I've seen bits and pieces of the old Top Gun, but I've never seen Top Gun all the way through. So one of my friends was like, you've never seen Top Gun. Well, And then we got talking about all the other movies I hadn't seen. So I made a list of all these old movies. So I have watched Top Gun. I've watched Back to the Future. Jurassic Park. I'd never seen those. Oh my those. goodness! Oh my gosh, that's good. I'm sure your husband e. is also loving that. He's like, this is so fun. Et, you, you had know? never I'd seen Et. Never seen Et. Wow. I don't know. Was I it was... scary to you as a kid? Because it's it used to freak me out. We actually couldn't watch it as kids. I couldn't watch it until I was older. So. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, I didn't know if That's you had crazy. like heard it was kind of creepy and maybe that I turned did. you off. Yeah. No, I think I grew up in the country and we didn't have cable. And okay. I think that was half the problem. Yeah. That <laughs> makes sense. That makes I don't sense. know. So that's, yeah. That's, that's nice. a very um, fun one. My fun that's summer. Really fun uh, and a lot of those, maybe your girls have probably watched with you. Yeah. yeah I'm like, we're fun. watching yeah. them together for the first yeah. time. Yeah. That's really yeah. Cool. Family movie nights. I love so that. So how can people find you? How can people buy or subscribe to your meal plan or get your dietitian services? Where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Wholesome Nutrition Co. Also on Facebook at the same, Wholesome Nutrition Co. And then my website, um, you can hop on there. I've got some good blog posts and things like that, too, if there's some helpful information. And that is just www.wholesomenutritionco.com. Love yeah, that. Guys, we will make sure to link all of Hannah's resources and Instagram and all of that in our show notes so you guys can have an easy link that way. But thank you so much for joining us. You thank have you guys. shown wisdom and this was really fun. This was fun. Thanks. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.